You a vapor? Do you use nicotine in your vaping device? Is it something that you do in order to knock cigarettes on the head and transition to being a non-smoker? Or is it something that you enjoy? There's changes on the way from the 1st of July and to discuss them further is Dr Joe Kosteridge, GP and Chairman of the Australian Tobacco Harm Reduction Association. Good morning, Dr Joe. How are you? Very good, thanks, Mel. Good morning to you. Lovely to have you on this morning. I know that for a lot of people that enjoy vaping or perhaps use it in order to transition away from being a smoker, the 1st of July marks a change that doesn't seem very appealing. Oh, look, this is an extraordinarily retrograde step. Uh, we know from international experience and data over 15 to nearly 20 years that vaping is at least, at least 95% less harmful than smoking. Now, I think it's important to say that the best thing to put into your lungs is fresh air. Mm. So in an ideal world, people wouldn't smoke, people wouldn't vape, you know, in an ideal world, there could be a whole lot of things that people might not do. It isn't actually an ideal world. So we now have in this country a situation where we are completely out of step with the EU, with Japan, with Scandinavia, the UK, the US, I could you know, go on list, lots of, of countries. Those places, they're seeing smoking rates falling. Um, this country is out of step and having been anti-vaping for a long time, but this new, this new uh, legislation, or I suppose this new regulation that will start on the 1st of July, mm. um, essentially all but makes vaping illegal. So you can go to any supermarket, any corner store, any um, you know, petrol station if you're over 18, you can buy cigarettes. And if they ask anybody's permission, you can just do whatever you want. But if you want to access a 95% less harmful alternative to smoking, you have to go to a doctor, get a prescription, but it's more complicated than that. The doctor has to apply to the Federal Health Department for authorisation for the prescription, and then it has to be imported, not by you. I can't, you know, as a doctor, I can't give the individual the prescription. The liquid then has to be imported either by the doctor or by um, a special a medical or pharmaceutical importation company. It's, it's, they're going to say it's still legal, but it is effectively banned for all intents and purposes. This really doesn't make a lot of sense. It makes no sense at all. It, it really does. And like a lot of decisions comes on a Friday, it did come completely out of the blue. Um, ourselves at ATRA did not have any sort of forewarning that this was coming. Um, another organisation, which we're not connected to, but obviously they're on a, on a similar journey to us, mm. Legalised Vaping Australia, we're in the same situation. What is really, really sad about this, and it, it's dreadful, is that people who have stopped smoking, and we estimate that there are you know, 300,000 uh, vapors in Australia, a lot of those people will go back to smoking. And these are people who've tried, the, you know, they've, they've tried patches, they've tried gum, they might have been on talking to people on the quick line, they've done everything that the public health lobby says that they should do, and they were not able to stop smoking. They've been able to stop smoking, and they, they report that their breathing is easier, they, they, they get less short of breath, uh, they cough less, their life is improved. These people will now have basically an option of going back to smoking, and we'll probably see smoking rates increase. They may go to the black market. Mm. We already know that because of the high price of cigarettes in this country, we have a flourishing black market in cigarettes. And the, the other really concerning outcome is we will see a black market in nicotine liquid, which will be unregulated. We won't know, people won't know what's in it. And then 
then, if there are problems, the same people who said it was important to ban, ban vaping will say, oh, look, we were right all the time, um, because harm could come to people if they're using black market um, vaping liquids. So is this a done deal, Dr Joe? Is it, has the horse bolted and it's too late? It's happening on the 1st of July and there's nothing that can be done? Well, it might, and look, I'm, not, no, I'm not a lawyer. My oh. understanding is it's some form of regulatory change so it doesn't require a vote in the parliament. It can just be done by the, the health department or the health minister right. and signed off by the governor-general. Um, so it's going to be Wednesday of, of next week. Mm. Hopefully... If enough people contact their Member of Parliament, in particular the Minister of Health, but also their Member of Parliament, and say, look, you know what, I smoke, or my brother smokes, or my grandmother smokes, and they now don't because they vape, and they don't want to have to go back to smoking, and you're going to force them to do that. Mm. If enough people do that, you know, maybe tens or hundreds of thousands of people do that, you know, in the next so many days, you know, hopefully um, this will be overturned. But I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, I'd, I'd love to say I'm optimistic, but unfortunately I'm, I'm not. Joe, it doesn't seem like a decision that's being made for a health reason, and it's probably just me speculating or being distrustful of government. Is it a matter of taxation? Because the government makes a lot of money from um, people who smoke. It, it, the, is nicotine yeah. not as heavily taxed? The in government, form? Uh, federal government reigns in about, I think, $17 billion from tobacco excise, mm. and that number is going up every year because taxation goes up every year. It'll go up again on the, uh, on the 1st of September. I think by 2022, 23, it's estimated to be going up to about $21 billion. Wow. It's the third or fourth biggest single revenue item um, in the budget. Um, look, that, that is a view that, that's put. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit less um, maybe Machiavellian than that, although I certainly <laughs> understand that view. I think the problem is that the public health lobby in this country sees vaping as some sort of big tobacco conspiracy. Mm. And what they don't understand is that it's not and that the war that they're fighting against big tobacco, they already won it. They won it 20 you know, years ago when we uh, you know, had bans on tobacco advertising. We had bans on uh, people smoking you know, you know, other pretty much in their own home, mm. you know, indoor places. So that, that war was won. But these people just don't seem to get it and they disregard it as a, as I say, a, a, it's an ideological battle for them. Vaping was mm. developed, sorry, in China. It's, there are, tobacco companies have moved into the space, that is true, but in Australia, they're a very small part of the space. But the fundamental point, Mel, and you're right, it makes no sense, is that this is not even about who might make it. It's about what is, in the, what is better for yes. people to do. Is it better for them to smoke or to vape? Yeah, and I... I would imagine that uh, that most doctors would be um, would be confused by the changes that are going to happen. Are most doctors willing to diagnose nicotine? Are they willing to go to, to these insane lengths in order to provide this to their to their patients? Because I, I it just seems like too many hoops. It is too many hoops, and um, unfortunately, it, it gets a little bit sort of deeper than that. 
the, the public health lobby have been very effective in convincing a lot of doctors that vaping is harmful. They'll describe it as a gateway to smoking. It isn't oh, all the right. international evidence shows yeah. that it is not, even though some kids will experiment, not to pretend otherwise. Yeah. Um, and the scheme is quite a convoluted one, and it, you know, it is time-consuming. So, um, And a lot of doctors, to be fair, won't really even know what's required and I don't criticise them for that because there won't be any education about it nobody will be out there promoting it, this isn't backed by a pharmaceutical lobby obviously um, and uh, so, and, and the, the other point to make is that whilst the national smoking rate is around 14-15% and has not gone down in the last six years highest rates of smoking are amongst indigenous citizens, people yeah. with mental health problems, it can be as high as 80% in people with schizophrenia um, single mums, people with lower SES areas, prison population homeless, it's a disadvantage to tend to smoke and making it more difficult for them to stop smoking is certainly a, you know, it's, it's an appallingly retrograde step and when smoking rates increase and you see that people in public health, and we've seen the yeah. Cancer Council welcome this move, we've seen other health groups applaud this move, you really have to say that you know, this year's been pretty strange in a lot of ways, Mel. Um, mm. This is just adding to the strangeness. When, when people in, in supposedly um, uh, interested in the health of citizens applaud and introduce a move that will lead to increased rates of smoking um, or you can say that's really 2020 um, continuing its very bizarre trend. Yeah, absolutely. So the advice right now, if you are somebody that is a vapor and you are wanting to make sure that your voice is heard, it's time to get in touch with the health minister where you are to make sure that uh, that they know that this is not a good thing. Um, Dr. Joe, always a pleasure to catch up with you. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Oh, look, thanks for having me on, Mel.